Hello and welcome back to the Daily Royal, a podcast covering the daily events of all the European royal families. Today, we are going to be talking about all of the events from Thursday, November 5th of 2020. Um, I am here to report I have slept. I am still very tired. I'm still very anxious. But today, we're going to pretend like the election isn't still happening, okay? Because that's what I want to do for the podcast. I realize that it's gotten a little too political because that's how I, I'm too, I'm a political person. Um, so we are just moving on um, and going into the Royals because that's the more interesting part. That's the whole reason I started the podcast. You are probably getting election stuff from everywhere else. So that's what's going on. Um, so we are going to go right into Belgium. Oh, I should also say today's episode is covering two days worth of events. Um, we're covering yesterday the 4th and today the 5th. Um, so that's how we are going to do this. Um, it shouldn't be too long because the past two days have been pretty light um, for the royal families. So let's go right into the Belgian royal family. Starting on Wednesday, um, King Philippe and Queen Matilda, who are technically on, like, autumn break, um, for their, I guess, in, like, kind of congruence with the, the children, the school schedule of Belgium, um, they're taking the week kind of off, but also not completely, um, because they did have an engagement yesterday where they visited two hospitals near, um, the, the home that they're staying in for the week in Belgium. Um, and they visited those to obviously talk about COVID, um, as well as the, as well as showing their support for healthcare workers as, you know, uh, the world, um, in Europe and, um, Belgium is a country that has been hit pretty hard this this surge with COVID cases and the second wave. Um, so they were there to show their support and learn about all of like the measures that are being taken, um, what's changed in the time that we've been dealing with COVID. Um, so that's that's what it was. Um, and then again, there was like there was nothing today. Um, so it's been a, it's going to be a really quiet week for the Belgian royal family. Um, I expected no less as I knew this was like the holiday schedule, um, for the Belgian school system. I don't know if that applies to the like Royal Military Academy where Princess Elizabeth is studying, but, um, that is where that's what's going on with the rest of the Belgian royal family. Um, and so with that, we are going to go ahead and just move right along. I am going to just move through some things. I do have a little bit of commentary here and there, um, but for the most part, I don't have a ton um, 
we're going to try and focus on just the facts and get through what we can and not have really super long segments because it's been it's been two days so I just want to cover things kind of quickly and efficiently um, definitely not have a super long podcast um, and so with that we are going to go ahead and move on to the British royal family UK yesterday, November 4th, um, there were a couple of events around um, Remembrance Day and just November being a really important time to honor um, those who have lost their lives in wars and just in general. Um, So really, this is kind of like all of November's events. Um, You'll notice on like November 1st, the royal family starts wearing poppy um, brooches or pins to commemorate the poppy is used. I kind of think internationally to really um, recognize um, remembrance of veterans and wars and just kind of all of that really important stuff. Um, So one event wasn't made super public Um, But Queen Elizabeth visited Westminster Abbey to commemorate the 100th anniversary of the burial of the unknown soldier. So in Westminster Abbey, which is the church that the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge got married in, and lots of things kind of happen in Westminster Abbey. It's also where coronations have happened since, like, possibly the 1400s. But right when you walk in at least one of the doors, I don't really know what door this is. Um, It's the one, I'm presuming it's like the main door. Um, But there is a tomb for an unknown soldier. And it's, I think, always surrounded by poppies. Um, It's typically a stop on state visits um, for incoming royal families or um, incoming heads of state to visit and pay their respects. Um, I know King Felipe and Queen Letizia went to do that. I can't remember if other heads of state have done the same. I'm pretty sure I remember Willem Alexander and Maxima doing the same thing. Um, But it's just, it's kind of like a part of the culture Um, It's where royal brides will send their, um, like, wedding bouquet to lay on that tomb. Um, It's just, like, a big part of British royal family culture. Um, But it's also, obviously, a very sacred thing. Um, I I don't know too much about the... English, the Brit- the United Kingdom tomb. I mean, I know the things related to the royal family, but I know here in the States, we have a tomb for an unknown soldier or the unknown soldiers um, at like our national cemetery near Washington, D.C. And it is 
a really solemn important part of like our culture um it is so critical to what we should be um you know and it's to honor our lost soldiers that will never be identified and it's really just awful um but it's also like a huge part of the culture of like remembering those who helped in the fight to make sure here in America that we are a free country um and so I would imagine that it has a lot of the similar significance to the British royal family, um, especially um, even though this is beyond, like this happened after World War I, um, and I don't know too much about that, but like after World War II, um, you know, if it weren't for the soldiers and the allies, our, our entire world would look a lot different right now. Um, and England would be, would have been taken over by the Nazis. So like, it has a lot of importance. Um, so that was the Tomb of the Unknown Soldier um, and Queen Elizabeth. There, there were a few pictures, but they're, I think, paparazzi pictures of her um, in her car. Um, but again, because of impending lockdown. So lockdown for the British, the United Kingdom officially starts today, um, the 5th. Um, but it hadn't started yet when these events were happening. So it does seem like it was a very small thing. Um, usually something like that would have a lot more press. Um, and I haven't found a single picture from it yet. Um, other than some paparazzi pictures of her in a car. So that is that. Um, okay. So then also, again, kind of in the same vein, the Duchess of Cornwall visited the Royal British Legion Field of Remembrance, um, where she, so this is an event that has taken place since 1928, which is 92 years. Um, and it's sponsored by, I think, the Poppy Factory, um, which Camilla is patron of. And so Camilla was able to view the graves of the unknown. Um, this also was near Westminster Abbey. Um, and then she also was able to walk through um, on a sidewalk very respectfully, but um, walk through and see the hundreds, if not thousands, of crosses that have been planted in memory of those who have lost their lives um, in service to others. Um, I also feel like I should point out it's not just crosses, um, but any symbol, religious or just personal. Um, so that 
was really cool. Um, it was a really good event. It was a really solemn day, obviously. Um, and then today there wasn't anything really because it's lockdown. So, um, late, late last night, but midnight UK time, um, there was an interview, a video interview that came out with, um, the Prince of Wales and Edward Innifel, Innifel, who is the editor in chief of British Vogue. So this whole thing I find hilarious and I haven't watched it because, um, my mind is focused on a lot of other things right now. Um, but it was talking about sustainable fashion and um, Charles specifically talked about <laughs> rewearing a lot of things. I guess I didn't know this, but the wet, uh, the um, morning suit, morning coat that he wore to the wedding of the Duke and Duchess of Sussex, he's had since the 80s, um, which I find hilarious, but like very sustainable. Um, so he talked about that. And then these are just like anecdotes that I've read. I, like I said, I haven't watched it. Um, but he also talked about, um, his using his Royal warrant, which is something that, um, is kind of like an endorsement of the brand, um, by a member of the Royal family. So I think, I think just Queen Elizabeth, Prince Philip, the Duke of Edinburgh and the Prince of Wales have them, um, but they can give a company their warrant, um, which makes them a little bit more popular. So he decided he would only give his warrant to companies that were being sustainable. Um, so that's that kind of hilarious event. <laughs> um, I just think it's funny that Prince Charles was being interviewed by British Vogue, but okay. Um, and then also kind of announced or a new photo was released of the Duchess of Cornwall, um, in relation to her appointment as Colonel of Chief, Colonel in Chief of the Rifle Regiment, which happened in early July, I think. Um, so that's kind of everything that's happened publicly, plus um, a lot of the court circular stuff from yesterday. I am um, getting ready to pull up the court circular right now, but that's a really bad idea. Um, Okay, made it to the safe page. Um, so it does look like the Duke of Cambridge had a few um, video uh, engagements today. Um, members of the British Armed Forces that are deployed overseas, he met with via video. Um, in his role as Commodore-in-Chief of the Submarines, um, he spoke with Commodore James Perk, um, who is a Commodore of a submarine, I believe, um, via video link. And then he also held a meeting um, for the Earthshot Prize. So that's really all that happened kind of behind the scenes today. Um, like I said, first day of official lockdown for the UK, though. So kind of expected to be a light day. Um, this was a really long thing. But we are now going to just move right on into Denmark.
moving in to Denmark, there was nothing yesterday um, from any member of the royal family. Um, and then today, hold on, I lost my script. I lost my outline. It's not really a script anymore. It's just an outline. Um, today, Crown Princess Mary presented the... That's not right. I have an autocorrect issue in my outline. So now I'm going to uh, quickly make sure I'm saying the name of this award right. Um, hopefully it won't take me very long. So let's see. Um, the... It is the, oh, maybe it is, um, magaz Magazine du Nord Fashion Prize. Um, so I don't know if that roughly translates to magazine, but that's what my autocorrect was. Um, but this award went to a young designer, um, like a fashion designer, to promote... Um, so the award was created in 2012 to promote Danish fashion designers of the future. Um, Cecile Bonson was the winner of the 2020 award. Um, funnily enough, she also won a Crown Prince Couple Award in 2017. Um, so that is all very, very cool. Um, <laughs> however, I wasn't going to comment on this, but I am going to just for a second because this really short segment. Um, I love when royal women go to fashion events and, like, they just don't hit the mark. They just don't quite hit it. Um, like I said, I've been kind of absent from pretty much anything royal just for the last however many days now. I guess three. Um, but I just, like, so I don't know what other people think of this outfit that Mary wore, but I don't like it. Um, so she wore a, like, all white kind of ensemble thing with a, like, a jacket that I think was plaid of some sort. Now I don't even remember what it, okay, it's patterned. It's not plaid. It's striped. Um, but she has, like, on a cream turtleneck underneath. And the jacket is a short-sleeved jacket, but her shirt is long-sleeved and, like, I get how it could be fashionable, but I don't understand fashion enough. And, like, I just don't like this. Like, I just, I don't like it. <laughs> um, and it also could be that, like, the two people she is around are wearing, like, very different outfits from her. So they're in, um, like, really kind of poofed out skirts. One's a little bit, one's like a midi length and then one's a mini. Um... And, like, Mary's in a pantsuit with a turtleneck and a jacket that doesn't completely cover her long sleeve turtleneck. I don't like it. I have problems with it. Um, but anyway, <laughs> moving on past probably my horrible sense of fashion because I don't understand it. Um, that's what was going on in Denmark in the past couple days. Like I said, there was nothing yesterday. Um... And so with that, we are going to go ahead and move on to the Dutch royal family.
in the Netherlands. Um, yesterday, I don't think there was anything. I lost my outline again. This is happening way too many times. Um, yeah, yesterday there were no events. Yesterday was actually a really, really light day, um, but that's not coming across in this podcast because we are covering two days. Um, but yesterday was a very light day for most of the royals. Um, so today, Queen Maxima visited a hospital to, um, you know, kind of, I think what we're going to see from some royals who are still leaving our visits to hospitals um, to talk about the pandemic and especially this second surge, wave, spike um, that Europe is going through. Um, I really, I hit on this a lot kind of last week. Um, We're seeing lockdowns, we're seeing... Um, pretty strict measures, like things are getting very serious again for COVID, especially in Europe. Um, I am shocked that certain countries aren't in complete lockdown yet. Like the fact that Spain is not in lockdown completely yet is boggling my mind. Um, Also not sure why we're allowing royals in hospitals, but I'm letting that go for now. Um, But, you know, I think that's what we're going to see a lot of in the next, probably till Christmas, if I'm being completely honest. Um, However, personally, like, I can't see past tomorrow at this point, um, just because I'm so laser focused on what's happening here in the States. But if I come out of that for a minute, um, you know, COVID is getting extremely serious again. So... I've been saying this, though, for two weeks, and the Royals are still kind of surprising me with the events that they're having, but they are slowing down quite a bit. Um, So we'll see as it continues. Um, Everyone was so quick to react in March that, like, no one knew how to handle events in a pandemic. And now, like, we're kind of getting a sense for that at least. Seven eight months later. I don't even know. Um, so, you know, it looked all very socially distanced and safe and all of that with Maxima at this hospital, but she was really just, um, learning about their experience with COVID, the second wave, and just again, showing her support, um, and by proxy King Willem Alexander's support as well for healthcare workers and the struggle that they are going through. Um, you know, this is, I think I've talked about this, but like this is taking a toll on everybody. Um, And COVID doesn't stop. I don't really remember where I heard this, but like the pandemic isn't over just because we're over it. And it doesn't stop just because we're in the middle of watching (laughs) other things happen. Um, You know, from my understanding, really the world is kind of on the US right now. And as it fairly should be, but like COVID hasn't stopped. It's just not getting talked about as much to my knowledge. Um, all I'm consuming is election, but I have heard bits and pieces about COVID in the past few days and I know it's getting worse. So, um, you know, just the Royals are going to continue to show their support and adapt their schedules to meet the requirements of what their country is going through. Um, so with that, Um, We are going to move on now into Norway. 
again, another really light um, day on Wednesday for the Norwegian royal family. Um, and then today we did have some things. So I want to start by saying this is possibly the most exciting sentence that I have said all day. <laughs> Asterisk in regards to the royals. Because I've said a lot of exciting things today. Um, but in regards to the royals, um, this is the most exciting sentence that I will say. Probably on this podcast too. So we'll, we'll go with that. Um, but today... King Harald held an audience with the foreign minister. You guys, he's back. He's like officially back. He's been, he's resumed his duties as king since the first, but finally on the fifth, we have seen him. We haven't seen him. There were no pictures. I was hoping there would be, but there were none. Um, But he he was on the calendar and it was lovely. it was like everything I dreamed of for the day in regards to the royals. Again, asterisk there. Um, so also present for the meeting was Queen Sonia and Crown Prince Akun. It's a little weird to put those back in order as they should be. Very happy to do it. Don't get me wrong. But a little weird. Um, so that happened first, and then King Harald also received new ambassadors from Thailand, the United Arab Emirates, and Greece. Um, so another official engagement. I was really sad that we didn't get pictures of the credentials. If you're new here, I love when new ambassadors come to different countries. It's a weird thing that I love. Um, it's also the only thing in 2020 that's like the pop and circumstance that we would have with like state visits or birthday parties or kind of like it's the only time that you're really seeing these royals in like their sashes and stuff the only thing that like makes them look royal um so I love them I think I love them more in 2020 than I normally do but like they're definitely one of my favorite things. Um, and then finally, to end the day of engagements, Queen Sonia held a like audience tea lunch thing for representatives of six of her cultural patronages um, to discuss the impact on cultural organizations um, that COVID-19 has had. Um, so she met with representatives from the Norwegian Museum, Norwegian Museums Association, Folk Org, the Oslo Chamber Music Festival, Past Memory Association, um, the Youth or- Orchestra Association, and the Elv- Elvrum Festival. I have so many questions about that last one. Really wish this was happening on like a different day so I could like lose myself in what the Elvrum Festival is because I have to know if it has to do with elves. I have so many questions. Um, So if someone knows, like, let me know. Um, And that was the end of the day of engagements for the Norwegian royal family. It really looks like things are kind of back to normal, um, which I'm very happy about. Um, Like I said, most exciting sentence of this podcast is that King Harald has come back. So, really great news there. 
Um, but that's going to end the Norwegian segment, and we are going to move on into Spain. Starting with the events yesterday in Spain, um, King Felipe held a couple of different engagements. Um, so first he held an audience with, uh, with the companies of the Business Observatory for Inclusive Growth, um, which was created in 2015 and is made up of like really reputable companies. Um, Santander Bank is the one that immediately comes to mind. Um, I think Intex was in there, which is like the, and it might be Inatex, um, is the owner of different brands like Zara and maybe Mango um, and Mosmo Duty. Like there are lots of different brands under that parent company, um, but they created this business observatory for inclusive growth to put their skills quote, that's a quote, um, at the service of an inclusive economy for the world. Um, so that's like a really cool thing. So they were presumably just talking about that. Um, and then King Felipe also delivered the 30th and 31st um, FIES or Spanish Institutional Foundation Journalism Award um, for 2018 and 2019. Um, these went to two different journalists who wrote articles that won this award. Um, the first one, the 2018, was 40 Years of the Parliamentary Monarchy. Um, so Spain celebrated the 40th anniversary of the Constitution, um, which declared them officially a constitutional monarchy um, in 2018. So this was presumably all about that and possibly King Juan Carlos and now King Felipe um, and kind of what that has looked like. I didn't find the article. I didn't read it, um, but I found that interesting. Um, and then the second one was for the article, Five Years of an Exemplary Reign. Um, also, so these were both published in ABC, which is kind of like... <sighs> It's similar to, like, a it, it is a newspaper that is read very broadly. Um, if you're from the States, it would be, like, the New York Times or the Washington Post. Um, or if you're, you know, from London, I think, like, the London Times is kind of the same thing. Um, but that's what Abe say is. It's a, it's a newspaper that... Um, is really reputable in the country. Um, and so the second article, five years of an exemplary reign, was to celebrate the five years that King Felipe had been king of Spain for, um, and presumably talked about, like, how good he's doing. Um, because I think, like, this is something that gets lost. Um, I try not to let it here, 
Uh, but this is something that gets lost when you talk about the Spanish royal family because there's so much other nonsense happening in the Spanish royal, like with members of King Felipe's, King Juan Carlos's family, um, that a lot of like the conversation, especially this year, has been just surrounded by that. Um, but King Felipe himself is like doing a really good job, especially in face of the adversity he has. Um, you know, it's really hard, I would imagine, to be the king of a country where roughly 51 persons, roughly half, only half, want you to be in existence. Um, and Spain's history is really, really complicated with the monarchy. It's just a very complicated thing. Um, but he does a really good job in spite of it. Like, I... don't want to make too much of a bold statement in this, but I watch seven monarchs every day. I know what these monarchs are doing every single day. I know what most of their speeches say. I know what, like, I watch this every day. And Felipe is one where you can almost, without a doubt, Count on him to put his country first in his speeches, in the way he acts, in the way he does things. Like almost without fail. He is one of the few, of the few there are several, um, but one of the few monarchs that I know has such a duty and service to his country that you don't see everywhere else. You, you see it to some level, but like, not completely. Um, and you see that in a, a few countries as well. Um, I would say it's split pretty much 50-50. It's hard when you cover seven, nothing is ever 50-50, but like, I would say four of seven, I'm like always confident that the monarch, maybe even more than that, It doesn't matter. But, like, I trust Felipe is has a strong sense of service to his country. Okay. Anyway. Fangirling a lot about the Spanish royals lately. I don't know why. Um, so then, that was yesterday. And then today, uh, Queen Letizia attended a working meeting with the Foundation for Help Against Drug Addiction. Um, they didn't really talk. I mean, they talked a little bit about, like, what the agenda was. Um, but it was just focused on long-term goals of the organization, which is great and really, really important. Um, but they didn't really share what those were. Um, my one comment on this, and I even wrote this in my outline, which I don't always do, um, is that it's been very rainy in Madrid lately. I've seen lots of pictures with Letizia holding an umbrella. That's my comment. <laughs> I have nothing else to say about it. So... That's what was going on in Spain. Um, it rained and yeah. So with that, we are gonna move right on into Sweden.
finishing up in Sweden. Um, again, nothing yesterday from the Swedish royal family. Um, today, um, let's see. Let's start with the bad news and go into the good news. That's how we'll end. We'll end on a really positive note. Um, so, bad news. Um, today was supposed to be the fifth visit, uh, fifth county visit that the royal family is working on. Um, Vic Crown Princess Victoria and Prince Daniel were supposed to be in the county of Oribo today, um, which I think this is purely from memory, so this could be wrong. Um, but I think that, um, sorry, I just got a text, if you heard that. Um, I think that's where Prince Daniel is from. Um, like, I think that's where he was born and grew up and possibly where his parents still live. Um, but that has been postponed to 2021 because Sweden has decided to kind of, maybe, change their approach a little bit to COVID-19. Um, still not seeing, like, face masks, and they're definitely still, like, they're doing a weird mix now of um, community herd immunization, that's what it's called, um, and also, like, taking it seriously and canceling things and, like, I don't really know what Sweden's doing. But I think it's more similar to what the U.S. is doing um, in terms of COVID um, in that maybe each county is, like, choosing what their county does in observation, which is what's happening here in the states is states are deciding... Um, what is going on in terms of mandates and what can be open and when, um, you know, whether it's required to wear a mask or not, like states are deciding that. Um, and so I think that might be kind of how they're handling it this time around. I really don't know. I don't know if there's like a federal strategy. Um, again, this is something that like in a normal world, I'd be really interested in. Um, but this is not, and maybe even in a normal week, this is not a normal week for me, y'all. It's just not. Um, but it is really interesting that they are postponing things and they're being really careful um, like the royal family has always been really, really COVID careful. Um, and I did notice, I saw after the fact, like this might have even been, I saw it like last week for an event that happened almost two weeks ago, but King Carl Gustav was asking on one of his visits to a hospital why they weren't wearing masks, um, or like why they didn't recommend mask usage. And they gave like the way the story talked about it and the supposed response of King Carl Gustav, like a very unsatisfactory answer. Um, and I guess like this is very, it could be seen as political of him, but he seemed a little frustrated about the response and like the lack of a mask mandate in Sweden. Um, 
which is interesting. Um, not that I like blame him. Like I completely see where he's coming from, but I do think it, it bordered. It was on a fine line of like political when he shouldn't be. Um, it definitely towed the line and I'm not sure how well he stayed on the correct side of that boundary. Um, but anyway, um, so the Royal family has always been a little more cautious than like the federal, the, what I'm calling the federal government of Sweden. Um, so I don't know, just like an interesting note there. Um, but then, so we're going to end this podcast because my favorite event happened today. King Carl Gustav received credentials from four new ambassadors. We all know I love a good credential. I literally just talked about it. Um, so he received the new ambassadors from Vietnam, El Salvador, Iceland, and the Netherlands. Um, and this was a much smaller scale event than Sweden normally does. Um, it was definitely adapted for the pandemic. Um, but yeah, I just love credentials. Um, I don't, I really still don't know why, but like, I really do think it has to do with like the pomp and circumstance of it all. Um, I just have always loved that part. I mean, I've, doing this, I've learned to love some other things, but like who doesn't love the pomp and circumstance of royalty? Like, I think that's why people who do not have royal families that are engaged or um, fascinated by them are because of the pomp and circumstance. And like, we all grew up watching Disney. I mean, like, that's the other reason. <laughs> like, But yeah, so that is how we're going to end this podcast. Um, I, I am starting to slowly start catching up on um, the website. I will hopefully go back to Instagram and catch up over the weekend. Um, it's just literally anytime I get my phone or my computer out to start working on them, I immediately get sidetracked by what's happening in my country. So take that as you will. I'm trying. Um, and I do want to steer away from like talking about politics on this podcast, unless it has to do with like what's happening with the Royals. Um, but that's really hard this week. So a little at the beginning, a little at the end, I'll try and keep it as calm as possible. Um, but also like if you're American and you're concerned about the election, you might be paying attention to this a lot too. If you're not, you're probably also paying attention or you just want something that isn't election related, which I also understand. So you can listen to the middle and be very happy um, for the most part. I think I touched a little bit, but it was much less than before. So anyway, I'm going to go ahead and end this podcast. Please check out the social medias. I will be back to them. Um, I just don't have a timeline on that yet, um, just because my life is consumed by the presidential election. So that's what I'm going to focus on now. Um, I'm going to work on this podcast and just, we'll get, we'll get through it. I have no doubt. Um, it just, it's been a long couple days. <laughs> 
but I've slept and life is looking a little bit brighter today. So with that, I will talk to you all tomorrow. Have a great Friday um, and I'll be back on Saturday morning in your subscriptions. Bye.